Hi there, are you fed up with your wine belly? Embarrassed about your booze boobs? Sick of waking up with a hangover? And tired of never reaching your potential? Welcome to Sober Sassy Life, the podcast for women who are looking for more out of life than the evening rendezvous with the Chardonnay. Let's banish the wine witch for good. Here's your host, Jackie Elliott. Hi there everybody, welcome to today's podcast and today I want to talk about moderation and the reason I'm picking this uh, topic to talk about today is because it's come up on a couple of uh, blogs recently and there's been a few posts which I found really compelling so I thought I would lend my voice to the debate that continues to rage in the sober community. So most of you will know from reading my blog that I struggled for about three years before I finally quit drinking. And moderation for me uh, just didn't work. At first, I tried to uh, cut down my consumption uh, after I acknowledged to myself that my drinking was a problem. And I did what lots of people do. I imposed drinking regulations on myself that I routinely broke. Just drinking at the weekends uh, became a rule that I frequently renegotiated with myself uh, even rationalising that Wednesday was my weekend if I had a day off on Thursday. And of course it didn't work. After short stints of alcohol-free days, I managed to convince myself that I could only have one glass. And even though I really appreciated the fact that my mornings were hangover-free, I slid back to my old drinking habits. And it seemed impossible and I accepted in the end that I had no stop button and therefore I must be what I had been in denial about for months, that I was, am, an alcoholic. And the only cure to me seemed to be complete abstinence from my beloved wine. So I quit, I started blogging and I joined our online sober community and I found there a safe place support, encouragement and love and help as I really figured out my sober path as I began to embrace my new sober lifestyle. And I did that in the midst of people who were used to stigma, were used to repercussions about their drinking and their sober life and really understood what I was going through. And lots and lots of what was written by other sober bloggers really resonated for me. I heard this message loud and clear. Moderation is impossible. And again and again, the debate has come up as new people have very cautiously suggested that maybe it is possible to drink a little wine occasionally. And then we do have the the chorus of very well-intentioned but emphatic advice that it won't work, the path is doomed, and don't do it. And I too have added my own voice to that. Collectively, we seem to have agreed within the sober cyberverse that moderations for the foolhardy, for those in denial, or those who are wallowing in some kind of wine-tinted nostalgia. But is this true? Or has the sober revolution itself become mired in dogma and inadvertently created its own world of stigma and stereotypes? 
Are we gently vilifying and ostracising those who are seeking help and support as they try and untangle from their dysfunctional drinking? So one lone voice in the moderation wilderness is Carrie May of God Walked Into This Bar. And she recently said this. Right now, those people are given no tools for figuring out what to do next. None. Instead, they are either shunned directly, shamed indirectly, or simply made to feel excluded. Most of them just stop blogging. So no resources and now no community. The very things that research shows can make moderation more likely to succeed. In other words, by treating moderation the way they do, portions of the sober blogging community actually make it more likely that some of their membership will relapse severely. And that really struck a chord with me. Not only that, we in the sober community not only abandon our principles of love, acceptance and safety, it seems to me, we are also really defying our own logic. So let's take the elevator principle. And we've all read about this, the idea that alcoholism is on a spectrum. It's like an elevator. So there's a top floor where things aren't too bad, there's a middle floor where things are getting worse, and there's a bottom floor where really alcohol has overtaken our life, and lots of people who reach that very, very low point very often can't recover without medical intervention and rehab facilities and lots and lots of, um, of medical help. But if we accept that alcoholism is on a spectrum and that each of us has our own rock bottom and many of us have a high bottom, is it not logical to accept that at the higher levels of alcohol dependency, it may be possible to walk on and off the elevator? It may take effort and support and lifelong diligence, but shouldn't that be a person's choice? And if we are committed to supporting all of those with a tendency to drink in dysfunctional ways, shouldn't it include those right at the top floors as well as the middle and the bottom? Secondly, we've always said that quantity doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're drinking a bottle of wine a day, a quart of vodka a week, whatever your level of consumption, if it causes you a problem, if it negatively impacts your life, then you should deal with it and we're here to help with that. We all agree on that. There is no uh, magic level of consumption where you are accepted into the sober community or you are rejected as not needing any help. My issue with moderation when I tried it, when I look back, is that I focused on the quantity of booze that I was drinking. I worked really, really hard on cutting down, but I never examined how I was drinking. Now I understand that I use booze as a tool to detach from my life. I didn't drink to be social. In fact, I rarely drank much at all in social situations. I drank alone, me and my wine, washing away all my troubles, stresses, inadequacies and disappointments. And I learned at an early age that booze was really great for the temporary relief of feeling uncomfortable in my own skin. Uh, that for many, many reasons I did for a long time. It wasn't disease-driven behaviour. It wasn't quantity-fueled behaviour. It was learned behaviour. And all learned behaviour 
can be unlearned. At some point, I believe that there was a window of opportunity in my life when I could have modified my drinking and acquired healthier strategies to deal with whatever my life's challenges were at the time. And unfortunately, I missed that window of opportunity. But it could still be open for many other people who, with the right support, could have a safer, healthier, and yes, much more fun relationship with alcohol. All or nothing is really overwhelming for some people. And that's why some people, I believe, gravitate to AA. I am really lucky. I have the support of my family who love me regardless of the beverage in my glass. They want me to be happy and healthy. And if that means that I never drink again, well, they are completely on board with that. And I have come to love my sober life. I can't imagine a time or an event in my life that would be enhanced with booze. But I've worked hard at that. I've triggered out my, I've figured out my triggers, my demons, all of my underlying troubles, and life is awesome. Wine wouldn't make it better. In the same way that chocolate cake would have really little impact on my long-term happiness, wine does not make me happy. I know what makes me happy and successful, and it isn't booze. But I also know that the concept of lifelong sobriety is really traumatic for some people. They are paralysed at the thought of being in recovery for the rest of their life, gritting their teeth and terrified of their addiction waiting for them just to drink away. And I don't believe that's any way to live either. I work hard with lots of people attempting to change their mindset from that of deprivation to one of addition. I try to encourage people to open their minds to the possibility that a sober life can be fulfilling and inspirational and fun, and I ask people to consider sobriety as a tool to help them achieve the life that they really desire and deserve. But what if the life that they desire and deserve includes the occasional glass of wine? Shouldn't I be helping those people to achieve that too? In her best-selling book, Drink, Anne Dowsett-Johnson summaries the following as having the most highly correlated impact on the increase of alcoholism in women, and that's childhood trauma, the availability of alcohol, and the direct marketing of alcohol to women. And all of these factors can be overcome. We know that because there are thousands of us who've managed it and now thrive in sobriety. So surely the same tools and strategies that we use to achieve our non-drinking status can be utilised for the people who want to accept the occasional offer of a glass of wine. All I know is this, is that I have learned and grown through my sobriety. I know that moderation isn't an option for me, not because I don't think it's possible, but because I don't need it or want it. And I do think that each one of us in the blogging world should be there and supportive to people who want to try moderation. I said to Kerry May once when she asked me to contribute to uh, a moderation uh, website or forum that if I could do that, 
then some people in that moderation forum might understand or see or the penny might drop that alcohol really isn't necessary in our life and they may just stop trying to moderate and embrace a life of sobriety. But shouldn't we be welcoming them into our midst so they have the chance to understand how fantastic life can be without booze instead of shrieking at them and uh, telling them that moderation is ridiculous and stressful and too hard and something that shouldn't be considered. And shouldn't we stop being afraid of talking about moderation in sober forums? Each one of us has our own path to follow. Each one of us has our own choices to make. And each one of us has to consider all the words that we write in our blog posts. So I, for one, will be talking about moderation and will be including some resources on my website that I hope will help people moderate. So thanks for listening. I hope this at least encourages some debate and I look forward to any feedback that you have. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now. (laughs) 